So yeah, so Jarrett, welcome to the podcast presented by Fast Life Ministries as we uh, hope to uncover your story today and uh, just reach people out there and just just try to bridge the gap between action sports, professionalism, and the love of Jesus Christ, brother. So we're so thankful for you to be here with us today. I know it's a short notice, but um, you're just a warrior, and I appreciate all that you always do for me. So um, Jared, for all the listeners out there, Jared has uh, done some pretty amazing stuff. He came through Colorado a few years back to do a wakeboard rail jam with us, and uh, literally brought a couple other guys with him and it's just his his faith was just incredible like you mm-hmm. just feel the holy spirit like you're around Jarrett, and you just feel just feel compelled like he's uh, a big reason um why i am where i am now you know Jarrett pushing my faith and pushing the boundaries and and really uh helping show that christianity is cool um and uh with that i thank you Jared. And uh, I would just ask that you tell us your story, man. What What's your story? Yeah, man. So uh, Northern California boy, born and, bre- uh, born and bred. Yeah, I grew up in Northern California and um, kind of hard to, I guess, be a California kid and not not enjoy, you know, sport as a whole, but even more so living in the mountains where I'm from. Um, being next to the lakes and the rivers, just, just getting into action sports and, um, chasing after that, like team sports played them, was good at them, but just never really captured my heart the way that action sports always did. And, uh, ended up, uh, finally after so many years of practice, I was never the most talented, but I had a work ethic that, um, led me to be able to be a pro wakeboarder for a while. And, um, travel all around and compete. And, um, yeah, the, the story of that's pretty awesome of how I got there. My dad was a, a pro water skier when I was two years old, we moved to New Jersey and he started a water ski show at a theme park. And so kind of been around it my whole life, but, uh, really started taking it serious when I was about 15 years old is all. So I'm not the fortunate one. Like a lot of people that got to start when they were three years old or, or young and, and chase after the sport that they love their whole life. It was kind of like, I was 15. We didn't have a boat and I wanted to be a wakeboarder. <laughs> and so we were borrowing boats or doing whatever we could. I spent eight hours a day jumping on the trampoline, trying to uh, create air awareness and train and teach my body how to flip and spin at the same time with a rope in my hand. And um, yeah, the, the work paid off and um, was able to get paid to do it for a while, but it wasn't until after my wakeboard career that the Lord kind of told me, he said, Hey man, it was never about how many tricks you could land, how many contests you could win. It was always all about the favor you'd have to speak into the lives of the youth and, uh, tear down walls, break chains. And it's amazing. I, I started working with a youth group and on day one, there was kids that had been outside for months and months, just skateboarding and they would never go in. And uh, I show up my first week and I'm like, yo, let me see your skateboard. And they're like, no, man, it's, it's all I got. And I'm like, I'm not taking it. I just want to use it, you know, and I'd skate with them and do some kick flips. And they're like, you can do a kick flip. I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, you want me to teach you or what? And so I teach them how to do kick flips and, and different skate tricks. And, um, you know, it's time to go in. And I'm like, well, I'm going in. Are you guys coming? And they followed me in, man. It was the first time 
uh, that they'd actually been in a youth service instead of just hanging out in front. And the Lord just kind of opened my eyes in that moment to the fact that it was um, just being good at something and, and uh, being relatable and authentic through action sports was going to be a tool that I'd be able to use the rest of my life to uh, impact the action sports community and, and teach them about, like you were talking about, that Jesus is cool, actually. And it's the most extreme wild ride you could possibly go on, uh, more so than any high you could get from mountain biking or wakeboarding or snowboarding or skating or anything else. So um, that's the that's the bare bones version. <laughs> right. So tell me, so like, how about you? You talked about going to uh, New Jersey and your dad was a professional water skier you know, were you a believer then? Like, did you grow up in church or like, how, how did that come about? Tell me more about that. Yeah. So mom, all growing up, went to Catholic school. So we started out in the Catholic church, which to me was, uh, uh, just, man, I'd fall asleep every week. If I'm just going to be blunt with it, it was the routine, the monotony just kind of got to me every single week. And I was, I was young and, um, just wasn't my thing and yeah. so i feel no, you on that one brother I, f- I feel you my uh my grandparents yeah, were true. uh catholic and i remember going to church with them and uh it yeah. was uh, i just wanted to always play with the pew that knelt down in front of me like i wanted <laughs> yep. to flip that up and down all day that's my my add told me i could do so. yeah 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 no offense man to, to catholics but uh you know, I felt like I was doing some dance routine, you know, stand, kneel, sit, you know, and, and that was the only thing that kept me awake, though. So uh, but, but because of that, my family transitioned to like a non-denominational Christian church and still found out that I didn't fit in there either. And um, church was just it was something I did. It, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, it wasn't my favorite thing of the week. We'll just put it that way. And, um I, I still believed in Jesus. I knew he was, I knew Jesus was the King, but it was more of a, uh, you know, I, I was a fan of Jesus. I wasn't a follower of Jesus, if that makes sense. Mm, gotcha. Uh, and so, uh, so, you know, even like through my wakeboard career, like a lot of it, you know, I was, I was the guy that was like, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't drink. I've never done any drugs, any of that stuff, but I'd still drive everybody home from the bar every night. You know, I'd go I'd go out with them and be out all night. And somehow I thought I was better than everybody else because I wasn't drinking, you know, because I wasn't partaking in alcohol when I was just enabling other people to to, to, to keep with their vices, if that makes sense. Right. At least and, you had uh, like that helper spirit, though. So like you can kind of see just from, you know, I see these little points you can talk about what you do now and how you help those kids like, you know, with the skateboards. Yeah. But even then, like you're you're always wanting to help others. And that's, that's a huge part of that Christianity. So, you know, I think God's probably working yeah. on your heart, even at the younger ages. For sure. I mean, God's, as you know, God works in your life, whether you are understanding that or, or even realizing it, he's still doing a work in your life. And, and, uh, you know, Jesus will use you whether you even want to or not sometimes, you know, or, or even realize you're being used. And, and uh, you figure it out later on in life, kind of when you're able to reflect on it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that like during my wakeboard career, though, it was kind of like, you know, I was a fan of Jesus and I actually read a book. Uh, it was called Not a Fan. And, and the whole book was about, are you a fan of Jesus? Or are you actually following him? Like, have you given him your life? Have you submitted your life to him in the in the fact that like 
you're not just telling people about this Jesus, but you actually have a relationship with him and you're actually letting him lead your life. And man, I tell you the weight that that lifts when you decide that Jesus is better at uh, directing and guiding your life than you are. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of stress off. It takes a lot of weight off. And um, that something can... that I that I do now is we have an action sports camp where I'm able to pour into relevant athletes and, and students. But one of the things I always tell the current athletes is like competition is really anti-gospel. It's like fight and fight and fight to get to the top, do whatever you got to do to get to the top. And then when you get there, you realize it wasn't at all what you thought it was. And then you have to fight and fight and fight to hold that spot. And so um, the freedom that the Holy Spirit brings and the freedom that, that letting Jesus lead brings is really, it, it, it allows you to even be more creative in your craft, whatever it is, skateboarding, wakeboarding, bikes, whatever it is, it, it opens up a whole new uh, mindset of what creativity is meant to be. And we serve the creator. And so creativity is on his heart for us and, and for, for the whole world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Jared, can you kind of like talk a little bit about like practically to maybe a non-believer who's listening to you, what does Jesus leading your life actually look like? Yeah, man. So um, it's it's a daily decision. <laughs> it really is. It's uh, the Bible says I die daily. And what it means is die to yourself, to the desires of the world, which could look like cars, money, um, you know, possessions, so many things that the world teaches and trains us. Uh, to love and it's and and it means to die to those things so that you can truly be alive because living for Jesus is what we were designed for living as his children as royalty to the king of you know sons and daughters to the king of kings and that's what we were designed for like our body our spirit our soul yearns for that and so once you found that there's no more no feeling that's more alive than actually following Jesus and um what that looks like sometimes is just being silent and listening. <laughs> sometimes it looks like you feel a nudge to, to do something that you're like, this is outside of me. And, and uh, you do it. You say yes to that and you go for it. And you realize over and over and over again that, that God has this beautiful plan that's masterfully like woven together. And uh, there's no better feeling than to serve the creator of everything. So when you uh, when you read that book and you know we we kind of touched on on growing up in church and you kind of didn't feel like you fit in and you know uh, you know I can relate to that totally like I, I didn't grow up in the church and I I yeah you know, it took me a lot of years and a lot of struggles where I found Christ but as we you know our listeners out there and people that are are curious about finding faith you know can you touch a little bit about when you read that book how old were you and you know, was it a was it a quick transformation, or was it like kind of a time frame that it took a while to to really turn you into a follower instead of a fan? Like I know so many people, right. like we see it all the time in the world, and people wear crosses around their neck, and and you sit there and say, well, cool, like they're they're a believer, but you know, we can believe and like you said, be a fan, but you know, are you following? Are you listening? Are you obedient? So tell tell us more on that. Can you can you embellish on that a little for First us? First off, if you don't see coming out of your life there may need to be a time of self-reflecting and and um and really diving in and, and finding out you know what your life looks like if your life is fully submitted to jesus or um if you're still the one behind the steering wheel um because god literally he's so much better 
at designing and creating uh, your life a, a smoother path for you than, than you are. And the things you're going to see him do um, will blow your mind every single day of your life. And, and, um, and so, yeah, but um, yeah, kind of what you were saying that, that I'd, it was probably mid twenties actually, like after my career and, and to where I finally got to a point in my life where I was like, man, I've screwed this up so many times in so many different ways. Like, I'm going to let you leave, man. I'm going to finally just say my life is yours. Like take this life and use it however you want, you know? And, uh, that's really what it takes. And, and, um, some people don't have that journey where it's like, you know, they have to go through so many hard things to get to that point. Uh, but I did. And, uh, honestly, the best testimony you could have was I met Jesus as a kid and I served my whole life as a follower of Jesus. That's an amazing testimony. If that's your testimony, it's just not mine. And, uh, you know, every story is beautiful, but, um, for me, man, coming from an extreme sports background and action sports background, like when I finally gave my life to Jesus, what I read in the Bible, I believed, <laughs> and my whole life's been extreme, you know? <laughs> so my faith is no different. You know, it's like when I read in the Bible that, um, that Jesus would said, you would be better off with the Holy spirit than when I'm here with you in the flesh. I was like, man, what does that look like? And then you read the book of acts and you're like, Oh my goodness. And you read Mark 16 and you're like, Holy smokes. Like as a believer, I should have signs following me. Like it's really clear. It like spells it out. And so I told the Lord, I was like, Hey, I'll pray for a hundred thousand people. If I have to, before I see one person healed, and like, by God's grace, I didn't have to. I only prayed for maybe a hundred, you know, yep. and then uh, get to see see Jesus reaching his hand down from heaven and touching people and healing their physical body. And, and man, there's no feeling at all like seeing God like <laughs> come down and actually heal somebody's physical body and, and see him show how much he loves them in that form. And that's never the goal is to like chase the healing but it's to show people how much like their creator loves them and how much their father in heaven loves them. And so that's, that's a tool that he uses um, oftentimes to show people like sometimes they need to be slapped on the face uh, to realize that God loves them and that he wants their life, you know? Right. And, uh, and so it's cool that, that, um, you know, since I met Jesus and, and the Holy spirit in that way, like, like I said, I was just full on, man. And when it says like you're born again, I believe you're born again. Like I don't believe there has to be a huge healing process. There doesn't have to be sozos and everything to be activated and all that God has for us. Like some people need that. Don't get me wrong. I don't see anything wrong with that. But if you believe you're born again, like the Bible says, when you give your life to Jesus and you're baptized, you're a new creation. And if you believe you're new, like you are equipped, period you know, but yeah. it takes, it, again, it takes a step of faith and being bold uh, to believe that. So I, uh, I read one time kind of stuck with me in a book. And uh, I think a lot of times people out there can struggle with, you know, that being born again, peace. And they, they look back and they think of all the sins and all the things they've done wrong. And I know I struggled with this a lot, you know, as I came out of addiction and, and some of yeah. the things I was caught in, but that, you know, forgiveness, right. And, and the world struggles a little bit with, uh, 
you know, how could I possibly forgive? And I read once it said, you know, who are you to not forgive yourself? Are you saying that you are better than God who has already forgiven right. you? Mm. Um, yeah. And that, in that sense alone, as you repent and change, you know, we're all sinners, right? And I think the world needs right. to know that. Like, none of us are perfect. Like, even the, no. the, the best pastor in the world with the most followers given the best message and this anointed message makes mistakes daily and has to repent of his sins. Um, and it's important for the world to know that and hear that. And I tell you, Ben, and you know, once again, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Jarrett here a little bit is he's out here doing this, uh, wakeboard rail jam with us. The first time I met him, he had two other guys <laughs> with him and uh, a couple of really cool guys. And I, I witnessed some super cool things, but Jarrett was, uh, I'm going to say he was, he was struggling a little bit at first, right? Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he was having a hard time in this competition and, he, uh, yeah, he went to do a what it was like backside 180 on like you're trying to on to the rail backside and he caught the edge mm. and yeah, knocked himself yeah, out I cold. Go, I think I was oh trying to goodness. go like 270, 270 to butter and caught my edge while buttering and hit my head on the rail. Uh, Literally cracked his helmet open, like cracked the helmet. There's some. So this is the for any listeners out there to kind of try to paint a picture a little bit. The Pueblo Riverwalk, uh, downtown Pueblo. We got a big rail set up. We're pulling with a winch. You know, these guys are coming across probably 18 miles an hour, maybe 20 miles an hour. And, um, yeah, you know, this, uh, concrete structure is about 20 foot wide with the rail in the middle. It's four foot yep. deep guys are flinging through there. And here Jarrett goes and comes around backwards, you know, crowds pumped. And then all of a sudden just this silence comes over everything. Mm. And yeah. A lady, out cold. Yeah, I mean, unconscious under the water, and this wow. lady jumps. Happened to we found out later she's a nurse. She <laughs> jumps in the water and rolls him over and pull him up. I mean, the yeah. whole kit and caboodle, like everything that it's wow. it's this big crazy show. And I'm like, well, man, like he's done. Jarrett leaves with his buddies. They take off in a van. I I, <laughs> I know now what they went and did is they went and prayed, <laughs> right. So the power of prayer, a whole nother episode for us to really get into and how powerful prayer can really be and what's our prayer life look like. But they come back and Jarrett absolutely is a completely different person. He's not injured <laughs> and he crushed it. He won the whole thing. I don't remember what the prize what? first was that day, but the whole time they're out doing this and they're on a, a thing that we're going to fast life Ministries is going to try to help bless Jarrett and uh, get him and his wife back on the road. But they're doing something called the testimony tour, which I'll encourage everybody to check out um, on Instagram and Facebook and check out what the testimony tour is all about. And fast life ministry is going to try to get them out traveling around the country again, just to share the gospel. Cause you really have a gift there and you've really been able to do that and a huge influence on my life. And I know you can touch so many more. So we really want to try to get that out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, prayer life, they, they disappear in a band, they come back and he, he wins the whole contest. It's, uh, that's yeah. wild. what really went so, on yeah. with that, Jared? What's cool about that is like, before we left, um, man, I'm at this point, like I'm, definitely a little past the peak of my career <laughs> and, and i get a invite to your contest um from a good friend of mine uh trevor mauer and i'm like dude i haven't gotten invited to a contest in six seven years you know what i mean <laughs> it's been a while i said yeah so i hadn't been invited to a contest in maybe six seven years and so um you know you're telling me about it and you're like hey it's 1500 bucks for first and uh i'm like okay i know we're going on this ministry tour and i know we're going to need money 
uh, to get from place to place. This could be a way God's providing finances for our trip. Mm. And um, then I look at the dates and it's my birthday. And I'm like, okay, I see what you're up to, Lord. And so uh, there wasn't any concussion, anything that was going to hold me back from winning that contest. God had a plan. (laughs) Yeah. So that money that I won in the contest, though, was a was a huge blessing. And it got us another couple thousand miles on the road to reach more people for the kingdom. It was awesome. Yeah, that was an incredible story, incredible riding, you know, for a for a guy that you'll say was a washed up professional wakeboarder. Um, <laughs> I I beg to differ. I think he did pretty darn good and and beat some yeah. uh, some really good younger up and comers that were here that year. Uh, for sure. Oh, Tanner and uh, there's a couple other good kids that were came out from California to come ride and uh, totally. The old washed up guy showed him what's up. That's a, that's <laughs> that power of Christ, the man. Newspaper too, man. I got the front page of the paper. <laughs> yep, front page of the paper. I still have the helmet in my office uh, that Jared awesome. left behind. Oh, it's got a, yeah, it's got a big Jesus sticker. Yeah, and right yep, next to the big. Jesus sticker is a big crack. I'll I'll, uh, I'll post it on Instagram <laughs> so everybody can uh, can relate this. Uh, what all of this looks like, we'll try to try to paint a bigger picture. But what a you know incredible blessing that you guys were here, and you yeah. know just we talk about those things that you know nothing's by chance. You know Ben's sitting here with me doing this podcast. Right. He's a believer. You know I came in looking to start a podcast just to spread the gospel and and kind of connect these dots and and God puts uh, Ben in place and and you know four years ago he put you in place in my life and uh, just continues to advance the kingdom and and these peculiar ways and just letting us know that man like you can be cool and have faith like you know and the the world needs to know it they need to hear it they need to see it and we want to just keep telling these stories and i tell you talk about the miracle of watching people be healed i had never really witnessed anything like that and this is a it's a hard one for the non-believer and at the time it was hard for me to maybe swallow it at first Mm. um you know i was pretty fresh i had only been saved like Oh, maybe five months before Jarrett came out. Um, and, you know, he was instrumental. Him and the guys that were with him were instrumental in really pushing me, you know, giving me that next real big push. And um, they came, I invited him to come to church with us the next morning. And yeah. uh, um, this lady that always has always sat in front of us and she always walked in a <laughs> walker. And, uh, you know, if you've ever been to our church to praise, like it's got those slanted aisles, you know, they're yeah. concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, pretty, I mean, it's a pretty steep embankment. She would always struggle. Her daughters would have to help her come down it. And they literally prayed over her. And she got up and walked out. <laughs> like, I mean, she didn't her, use her really? walker. She walked out of church that day. Hmm. And her I was. Her daughter actually, she, she chased her down and then ran back inside and was like, thank you guys so much. I got to go chase grandma. Like, yeah, she's running away. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had never seen anything like that. Like, I mean, you hear yeah. the stories and you read the parables in the Bible and you watch Jesus heal these people. I'd never seen him use somebody else, but just truly just blessing her and praying over her and being there with her. I mean, she heard, just heard a great sermon. And now here's these, these men. I mean, and it could have been that this lady just looked at these young men and was like, well, man, that's so great that they're, you know, these good looking young men are praying with me. She was so excited. She was running out to the car, but (laughs) you know, I think that's just how God works. And, and as a, you know, new in my faith at that point in time, it was kind of, I watched that and I went, wow, like, did that just really happen? Mm. Like crazy. But 
you know, and, and that's a hard one. Like that's, that's part of that bridging the gap of faith. Like what is possible with Jesus in your life? You know, like yeah, it's, it's endless. Like we serve a good God and that, that, uh, he forgives us and he's just, his grace is sufficient, right? That's one of my favorite ones, uh, second mm-hmm. Corinthians. And, uh, yep. um, man, there's just so much that we can do and so much that Jared, we could, that you could do. We really appreciate you being here with us and telling the story of all of this. And, uh, absolutely. Just, man. uh, yeah. love you calling in. Yeah. Uh, Ben, what else? Yeah, do you think hey, you... Something on that note that I would love to throw out there is, uh, and I was driving one time and I felt the Lord said, how did I start the Bible? And I was like, well, Genesis 1, 1, you, you spoke and creation came into existence and, and, um, you know, earths and worlds and, and, uh, people, everything came into existence. And, um, you know, he said, well, what is creation on a a bigger scale? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, (laughs) you know, because sometimes the Lord speaks and we have no idea where he's going, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, he said creation on a bigger level is me showing the world from the first verse in the first book of the Bible that I could do anything, anything you could dream for. I could do anything you couldn't even believe for. I could, I'm still capable of doing it. And so I wanted to set the standard from the first verse in the first book of the Bible um, that anything was possible with Christ. And so, um, man, I've really just tried to take that to heart. And, and uh, you know, Matthew 16, where he says, you know, basically, hey, if you're a believer, these signs will follow you. You'll be able to cast out demons, see the sick healed, um, and and all the things that he talks about there. And uh, that's the authority, too, that I was talking about. When you're a believer, it's not like a process that you got to learn. Like Jesus said, you're equipped. And uh, it just takes stepping out in faith and, and trusting the Lord and, and knowing it's out of your control. It's just he's just using you. And you saying yes to him using you is really what it is. And then you get to see Jesus do the coolest stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. And when it's, uh, we talked about it, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but that surrender, that, uh, that yes. letting go, the art of letting go, you know, that, that the big quote is always let go and let God and yeah. control. Like it's one of the things that I think that humans like crave the most, right? We want to be in control yeah. of what our day is. And, and mm-hmm. I get caught up in all the time. I own a business, you know, we've got this ministry going, you know, I'm on boards, I'm on all this different stuff and people want my input and they want the thing. And you, you start to humanize it, right? Where we want to control it and do all those things. And I can get caught up and I get pent up and I get frustrated. And then you have to just let it go. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a daily work in progress. So as we, as all of these uh, believers out there listening to this podcast and, uh, or unbelievers listening to this podcast or wherever you're here listening to us, trust me, it is a daily struggle. Like nobody is perfect. Have you been perfect in your entire walk with Jesus since you met him in your mid twenties? <laughs> the only one that's been perfect on this earth is Jesus himself. So unless you're him, uh, <laughs> you, you need to repent uh, daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's, it is, it's a daily repentance. It's a daily practice. We're a work in progress and, uh, we do it to glorify God. So, you know, tell us, you, you touched a little about, um, you know, that first time that you were able to be with those kids and do the kickflip and get them to follow you into youth group or into church. And now yep. you are with Camp Royal. Um, tell us more about that. Tell us about Camp Royal. Tell us, uh, let's get a plug for Camp Royal in here and see if we yeah. can, uh, let's see if we can raise some money and send some kids to camp. Cause man, if I, if I would have known about a place like this when I was that age, who knows what would have happened. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So 
Camp Royal is the world's first uh, all-inclusive, I call it a faith-filled action sports camp because it's not based on our faith. It is completely revolved around our faith. And so we do skateboarding, scooters, and bicycles right now with the hope to add pretty much all the action sports, moto, um, wakeboarding, snowboarding, uh, even like tactical paintball and some other things in the future as, uh, you know, sports that we do. And so kind of what that looks like on a practical level is, you know, skateboard enthusiasts, scooter athletes, um, you know, bike BMX or like freestyle dirt jump mountain bikers come to camp. Uh, we have professional athletes in all the sports that come. Most of them are top 10 in their sport that love Jesus and follow Jesus. And uh, we hang out together. We do life together. We do church together. And we ride a lot and shred and have fun. Um, yeah, we're we're hosting an event in May, May 7th through 9th, which is part of the FMB, the Freestyle Mountain Bike World Tour. And so we really want to be one of the big players as far as an action sports training facility goes to where we can not only train the physical body of how to do um, all the coolest tricks that there are the most progressive tricks, but also train the mind and train the spirit and, uh, yeah, just be a safe place for people to come where the, those stereotypes of action sports culture don't have to exist. Um, but instead we can just be free with Christ and love each other well and celebrate each other and, uh, yeah, not tear people apart, which tends to be something that kind of goes along with action sports. And so, yeah, check us out on social media. It's at Camp Royal on Instagram and it's Camp Royal on Facebook as well. Uh, all of our media content comes through those channels or our website, which is www.weareroyal.com. So check it out. That's awesome. Hey, Jared. So I, I just got to know on a personal note, I've seen you wakeboard and I know that you're a multi-talented and as we get older, we all get a little bit worse at the things we do. So at this point in your life, yeah, which of those sports are you best at? Man. Um, I, I think I tell people, I think I'm better at standing sideways than even walking. So still any, any time I get to stand sideways, like wakeboarding and snowboarding, I, I tend to, uh, tend to come alive a bit. So I'd, I'd say I'm still the best at wakeboarding, but I can still flip and sometimes 360 my bicycle too. So, um, I just like to challenge myself and, and push myself and I'll probably do that until I can't walk anymore, which is like probably only a couple years away, but <laughs> <laughs> depends on how many more falls we take. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Lord willing, I'll walk until I'm, you know, 90 or at least ride a bike or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, we, uh, I think we captured some great stuff here. Um, we really appreciate you being on the show. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and being fresh on this and, uh, see if you would, uh, close in prayer, Jared, you feel good about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus, we just, uh, we love you first and foremost, and uh, you are the reason for everything that we do. And God, we just thank you for the opportunity to serve you, to get to be called your sons and daughters. And we just love the fact that uh, a surrendered life to you is the most wild, amazing, um, colorful life that we could possibly have. And so I just pray that anyone that's hearing this who hasn't uh, hasn't given their life to you yet, God, that something would stir inside them, 
that your Holy Spirit would begin to work in them, that their heart would become tender and that they would see the reality that you are so fun, that you love us, that you love to create with us and play and have fun. And that creativity is, is part of your character and your nature. And that us being creative is not something that happened by accident, but it's by design. And so we thank you for uh, our creative expression as well, which is action sports, God, and, and uh, that we can come alive with things that scare us, Jesus. I pray that you, you raise up a culture of fearless believers, God, not people that just show up at church on Sunday and go home and nothing is different, Lord, but people mm. that would just chase you to the ends of the world, God. And we just pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Jared, thank you so much. That's a powerful prayer, powerful words from such a a warrior for the kingdom of God. And we just thank you and your lovely wife for taking the time to uh, speak with us. And uh, we just want to bless you. Thank you for everything, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Love you guys. Yep, absolutely, brother. Talk soon. Thanks, Jared.